0: Welcome to the Permission to Flourish podcast. Are you ready to move from barely functioning to flourishing? Our host will encourage you to make small, achievable changes during everyday moments to create connection inside and out,
1: allowing you to move through
0: life intentionally and abundantly. Here's our host, Dr. Autumn Hansen, a licensed physical therapist, and our licensed psychologist, Dr. Ashley Rincon. Join them as they help you develop... Your Roots
1: to Flourish. Welcome back to Permission to Flourish podcast, everyone. We're so glad you're here. And we know that you are spending a lot of time in that house of yours now with (laughs) all that's going on in the crazy world. So we are going to bring our focus to spring cleaning and help you guys get your house and yourselves back on track. So let's get started.
0: So um, in understanding what spring cleaning is, I actually wanted to understand where the tradition came from, because I know that we talk about spring cleaning, but did you know there's actual traditions into how to spring clean? Have you heard of that, Autumn?
1: Well, I kind of assumed there would be, but I've never looked into it. So I'm assuming you did look into it? I did.
0: So spring cleaning has been around for a long time, but in... The 1800s, there was like a big annual house cleaning that took place in the spring. And it was because of the way that the winter, um, how we heated the homes and how we managed our homes in the wintertime, which we used lamps that were lit with whale oil or kerosene or heated our homes with coal and wood. And so it just like ended up with a layer of soot and grime in every room on all of the furniture, on all of the curtains, everything. And so it just ended up like a big mess, but it was winter and you couldn't see it because it was dark out. <laughs> so in this, as the spring started coming, more light was let in and you could start to see all of that layer that soot and that in that grime. And so that's where the spring cleaning notion came from. That we would take everything out and we would clean everything really well, basically to prepare us for our next season, which was spring and summer, as we started getting ready for a different lifestyle, one that was clean and healthier.
1: And I love that they didn't worry about that mess in the season, that they were using it, that they needed it. This is just what they had to do to light their house when the sun was down. And so the fact that they just let it be in that season, and then when a new season came and they had more sunlight, they recognize okay now we can transition and we this no longer serves us we don't have to use all of this artificial light. we can use the sunlight and in turn clean up the mess that winter left behind
0: ooh that's a really good reframe autumn, and actually, on reframing, thank you you just brought me to my point <laughs> thing um, i when I heard this, I started thinking of the way out, the way that our negative thoughts add soot to our own lives, that they kind of lay on top of the positive things going on and lay on top of the way that we are perceiving things. And there's this film that kind of is covered in negative thoughts. So in terms of spring cleaning our own lives, I was thinking about the way that our negative negative thoughts add soot to our own lives and how we can start cleaning those negative thoughts out and cleaning up that soot.
1: Absolutely. And why do we need to clean out negative thoughts? Because negative thoughts dictate how we look at the world, how we interact with our environments and how we get bombarded by everything that is around us and that we let in. So we really need to to be able to filter what we are experiencing in from the world. And one way we can do that is by how we control our thoughts. Yes. Um, this soot can get heavy and gets this film over the way we look at everything. And this is why it's so important, just like it was back in the day to clean the physical things. We need to clean out our, our mental thought process. And I think it's even more important now as we're
0: home more and we're using the internet and we're exposed to a lot more, we start thinking about all the negative things and it's really hard for us to find the positive. And what's, quite interesting and something you and I have talked about in the past is that magic ratio. Do you remember the magic ratio?
1: I do. Yes. I love this idea. And I love this thought that I really try to implement it into my home and into my um, thought process. So the magic ratio is five to one. So what that means is for every negative thought that you have, you need to greet that negative with thought with five positive thoughts. And then that's for adults. Uh, for children, it's a bit more because they're developing their self-worth, they're developing who they are, and they need that positivity thrown at them. So with kids, I believe it's um, for every negative thought, nine positive thoughts need to be thrown their way. And at first you think, wow, that's a lot, but those negative thoughts can stick a lot harder than those positive thoughts, right? We can focus right. on them, we dwell on them. and so that's why we need to have this ratio of positivity because the negative ones are weigh so much heavier on us than those positive ones. Right. If you've gotten a compliment, sometimes you just disregard it. Um where if somebody says something negative to you, you just you feel it in every being of your bone mm-hmm. if you allow yourself. And so um that's that's the premise behind all this right. is focusing on that. Positivity and not allowing your your brain to hold on to that negative thought.
0: And John Gottman talks about how the divorce rate um, for people who are going through a divorce it typically is a one to one. So meaning for every one thought or one critique or criticism negative thought it's and one equals one positive. So one and one does not equal the same. They weigh differently, and so it creates a lot of tension and. Um, feeling like you're not doing anything right because you weigh these negatives a lot more than the positives. So, in terms of what we're talking about today, um, this magic ratio, this five to one, actually pl- can help us clean our negative thoughts away. But it's a lot of work because they estimate, um, experts estimate that bet- our mind thinks between 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day, which is about an average of 2,500 to 3300 thoughts per hour
1: wow and it are might be all... a little
0: smaller if uh you don't think so much maybe anywhere between 50 and 80 but on average that's what we're thinking about what they estimate are those all conscious
1: thoughts they can't be right
0: no we're, we're not always conscientious of those thoughts that we have um and research will say that 90 percent, 95 percent of the thoughts we have are repetitive thoughts and what's more fascinating is 80% tend to be negative.
1: Yeah, so we hold on to that thought and then we just replay it over and over and over again in our mind and we don't even know we're doing it and so we're right. doing a lot of damage if we're holding on to that thought especially if we're not aware of it. So part of this process is becoming aware of how we are speaking to ourselves, our internal dialogue um and, and and what we're actually Putting on repeat in our mind, you know?
0: And I notice in when I do therapy with clients is that they don't realize it. And I don't realize it about myself. So it's always helpful to have someone say, hey, you know, you're sounding kind of negative there. Or um, like, oh, wait, you're using a lot of shoulds or you're using a lot of um, if I or I have to. And those really are disguised um, to be okay, but they're really actually negative for us. And so, catching yourself on how many times you're using those shoulds or I have tos um, because those put a lot of pressure on us and can create more negative thinking.
1: yeah, I've actually really tried to reword my thought process when i I say, "Oh, I have to do this now I really try to say "I get to," or it's a privilege right. to XYZ. I, I get to do the dishes. I get to pick up my daughter from school. And it's a really silly play on words, but it's actually helped me. And I think it helps my toddler who's um, experiencing some big emotions right now to see it as in a positive light, to see these things that we're doing. We get to pick up our toys because that means we have toys to pick up. Right. We we get to go outside because that means the weather is nice enough. Um, And so it, it, it does help. Re- rewire our thinking and, and, um, make us look on the positive, optimistic side of life.
0: And for me, I am not a sugarcoat kind of person. I am not a person who likes rose colored glasses. I'm very realistic and that realistic aspect can come off very negative. And so I have to work even more hard to make sure that I'm intentional with what words I'm, and messages I'm passing to myself. And like you, um, I don't use the word get to, uh, but when I'm doing laundry, or I'm doing dishes. A lot of times I'm thinking really like, Oh, I hate the dishes. It's so frustrating. And then I'm like, wait, I have people that I'm that are in my home and that are, I'm loving on that. I'm doing dishes. And there's a long time in my life where I only had myself to do dishes for. And I had really crappy meals because you, it's really hard to cook for one person. And so now my kitchen's a mess, but it's because I, had somebody make me a meal in love or I made somebody else a meal in love. And so just even reminding myself of where I had been and why I'm so grateful that there are dishes
1: in the sink right now. That's a really great point. Something that's helped me see that, that, that gratitude is to actually write it down in in a gratitude journal. I recognize, Oh, I'm, I'm a thankful person. I'm thankful. But then when I actually went to go write it down, I was like, okay, I'm thankful for my family. What else do I write? And then yeah. when you really start to break it down in your routine in your day-to-day life and the mundane tasks that you do over and over again, you realize just how much you can be thankful for if you take a minute to pause and reflect on that. So I really love that you're doing that Ashley and I and I'm sure you've seen a switch in how much you dread those times,
0: <laughs> maybe? Yeah, it's not as it's still a task but it's not as heavy as it was before, and and as we're talking about this, I kind of wonder if any of that was put to play with um, these people as they were actually doing spring cleaning in their home. Did they think, oh, I'm so grateful that there's this soot <laughs> everywhere, because that meant that I had enough coals to keep me warm during the winter, or I had enough whale oil, or I had enough wood to burn to keep me warm this this winter.
1: That's like a legitimate concern too, right? I mean, you do have to ration that and and once you see that sun and you get those longer days, I I would certainly think they are just feeling so much hope and gratitude for what they went through and for this longer season of sunlight. So you know, I'm all- I also wanted to bring back these thoughts that we're talking about can be about anything, right? It can be about the world, it can be about your body. It can be about your surroundings or other people, and sometimes it's everything. But also, we can find it's just an area of your life that you're feeling particularly negative about. And when you pay attention to a pattern or a rhythm that you keep, hap- you see happening. Um, maybe it's with the dishes every time, or maybe you have these negative thoughts about a specific person or a s- specific situation. You can really start to kind of tear that thinking apart and question why, why this situation? Why this person? What is it that's bugging me? What isn't that I haven't resolved in my life? And it it can be used as a problem solving tool as well to help you um, move past these sticky points in your life that for some reason you're held up on.
0: Right. And I think it's important to, to recognize that There might be a few of those in your life and you're not going to get to them all at one time. If you do, it's pretty overwhelming to change everything at one time and very unlikely that you'll keep up with it. So when you're applying the magic ratio, the five to one, focus on one thing, focus on cleaning the chair. And for example, like, um, if every time, if you see the whole living room needs to be clean and focus just on that one aspect of it, and then you can move on to the next. You know, when they were cleaning back in the days, they didn't do everything at one time. They focused on what was here and now. And so start small. Um, if the dishes are your thing and it, it's torturous, start with changing your mindset on that or start changing one, one little thing that you're struggling with. And when you get better at that, when you start to notice the improvement, start to incorporate other things.
1: Yeah. So- breaking down the task is an excellent way to combat or tackle this. We did this in physical therapy where we look at somebody's gait or how they're walking. Instead of fixing just the whole pattern of walking, we break it down into these small, um, these small tasks that are easy to manipulate and to see what's going on. Rather than when you look at the whole gait pattern, you might be overwhelmed with, all of the phases and all of the movement that's happening throughout the body. But when you break it down into a smaller bite-sized chunk, you're able to say, oh, this is actually what I don't like, or this is what's not normal, or this is what could be better. And then you can focus on that. So right. that can give you a chance to break down the task and come up with a new routine, something that isn't so bothersome. Um, actually, along with the dishes, I, I've recently felt overwhelmed with the dishes and I realized if I run the load at night I can empty all the dishes right away in the morning and then I have the dishwasher to load throughout the day what was happening is I wasn't loading and washing at night and then in the morning I would try to do it but I couldn't put dishes in the dishwasher because it was already running and it just everything backed up and it just became this annoying little Cycle that we had going on. So we had to reset to discover like, oh, this is actually why it's not working for us. And then come up with a new routine that we fell back into easily. And it (laughs) wasn't so overwhelming and dreadful every single time.
0: And I think right now it's even harder to keep up our routines because everything has been changing. But with you, you really have worked out with me um, on these kind of five to one ratios in my own life with my body. I've had a lot of health issues and I've really struggled. And I would tell you stuff like, oh my gosh, my body doesn't work. And um, with an autoimmune, you're like, I was like, oh, it's just fighting against me. It's like attacking me. And I remember you just saying, well, no, it's actually doing its job. It's fighting so hard to protect you. And you kind of helped reframe some of those negatives into not rose colored glasses, but just some more... Realistic, more positive ones, and the more you kept telling me that, the better I was able to manage some of the more difficult tasks and not see everything as a negative, but see, hey, my body is really trying and working
1: for me. Yeah, you know, I'm glad that worked for you, and the reason I can tell you that is because I've seen it with myself and I've seen it with a lot of patients. Um, more personally, you know, after having a baby. Um, I have felt this, but I've also had patients be like, Oh, I don't have any abs. They're all gone. I'm like, Well, they're not actually gone. <laughs> they just did a really difficult task. And now we're helping them find their way back to a new normal. And so, um, again, yeah, they aren't working like they were. They are, they have changed and it is, it is frustrating, but to just reframe that into well, they did their job and now they're going to do this new job just as well once we teach them how to do it. Right. And Mm -hmm. so it it gives you some hope and some um, gratitude for what it went through, but also what it will go through now in this new phase of of life. A lot of appreciation. Absolutely. So we have a lot of time in the day and sometimes it can go really, really fast. Um, but I Googled how many minutes of the day and I just actually did the math. Um, there's 1,440 minutes in the day, 1,440 minutes. So we're sleeping for a long time of those, uh, you know, six, eight hours, whatever you prefer. But if we could just use 30 minutes of that 1,440 minutes, we could be so meaningful and intentional about what we're thinking and also about how we are moving our body. So, I I wanted to challenge you guys to take those minutes and while we're also changing our mindset, let's change how we use 30 minutes in the day to move our bodies. And com- combining those two, you can while you're doing new movements in those 30 minutes, you can also be thinking differently. You can be in the moment thinking about what you're doing, how you're moving your body and giving yourself positive feedback. So if you're doing a stretch, you might think, oh, I'm, this is so hard. I'm, I can barely touch my toes. And instead be like, I'm thankful that I'm able to go as far as I am. I can't wait until I can get farther, but right now I'm thankful for where I'm at or that I'm thankful that I'm doing this stretch. I'm thankful that I'm caring for my body right now. And so (laughs) I think this is a good pair up for the mind and body that we love talking about here so much to, to challenge yourself to move more, but also to combine that with thinking more positive thoughts.
0: A lot of times for me, I am not typically an exercise person and I find one, one type that I like my little Pilates and there's times where I'm watching other people do exercises because I forget to focus on me sometimes and, and then there, I have to go, girl, you made it today. Like that is your accomplishment. You got shoes on, you got dressed and you showed up. And sometimes that's a miracle or that, Hey, like my, um, I'm not feeling so great today, but I'm here and I'm trying. And that's more than I've ever done before. So hey, go me! <laughs> like, and just having that mindset. Absolutely. Yeah, just having the mindset of just showing up and, um, using that 30 minutes or 40 minutes to do something meaningful and be intentional—not just with our movements, but how we're responding mentally um, during those movements—can also impact our desire or willingness to be um, intentional with our movements. So if we're thinking those negative thoughts every time we're we're moving, we're gonna be less likely to do them.
1: You're absolutely right. I think what you said is so important. I'm gonna rephrase it here and say that like you need to celebrate even the smallest victories because those victories add up and those become your positive thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I Ashley said that so clearly here that when she is negative about working out, she doesn't want to go. But when she pats herself on the back and says, you know what? I came today. I I conquered. I left. That is her focusing on the positive and saying, I did what I needed to do to get here and I showed up. And then anything else is just cherry on the top, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Right. So as we wrap up here, um, let's talk
0: about how to apply some of these things to your everyday life.
1: Little so, favorite part here. Start <laughs> so with ask- action, guys.
0: So as we're talking about how to spring clean for your everyday lives, in each of these, um, you're going to identify the area in your life where the soot and grime has settled, and you're going to pick three cleaning supplies or tools that have to combat that grime, and and asking yourself really, is this thought pattern that I have is it useful for me? Am I, is it making me a better person? Is it helping me improve my life? If not, chances are it's a negative thought pattern. Get rid of it. Um, And you do that with those cleaning supplies, right? So it might be the five to one ratio for you. It might be um, reframing it through a gratitude aspect. It might be just remembering like, hey, you showed up, you're doing it, go, go you. But make some sort of actionable step to get rid of the
1: soot. Or it might be changing the routine, recognizing what you're doing isn't working. And that's why it's creating these negative thought patterns. And then how can you adjust?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So the second one that we want to talk to you about is mentally keep track of the minutes that you spend moving throughout the day. And why is I want to accumulate up to that 30 minutes total. And you can, if that doesn't work for you mentally, you can, of course, write it down. Um, but I want you to be aware of, okay, I've been sitting for a long time. Here's where I can get three minutes in of doing a stretch or um, some jumping jacks or some lunges or picking up the kids and throwing them up in the air. Whatever you find that you can do actively, keep track of those minutes because, you know, one or two minutes here and there doesn't seem like a lot, but over the course of those 1,440 minutes, those add up. And, you know, you can spend those 30 minutes really doing some useful things for your body. And thankfully, the research doesn't show that if you're sitting for 30 minutes, you have to be moving for 30 minutes to erase the sitting. Um, So, you know, you can do a few minutes of movement and minimize the effects that that sitting had on your body. So pick those activities that you can work in throughout your day. Uh, You can also come to Permission to Move on Instagram, and I'll be posting some quick, easy movements that you can do when you're at your desk or when you're moving throughout your home so that you are getting those 30 minutes total.
0: So we're kind of doing like one negative or limiting position, like sitting, and you're going to help us find like our five positive ways to kind of reverse that sitting action. You got it, girl. Yes. All right. So that's the magic ratio, right? So we're applying that to our bodies. Autumn's going to help us over at the permission to move Instagram, permission to move Instagram and Facebook, right? Um, In addition to that, we can also start recognizing the negative thoughts that we have and start thinking how you're going to counteract that with five positive. If 80% of your thoughts are negative and you are that statistic, well, you got to do some changes here because that's a lot of negative thinking. Yeah. Um, And
1: it first starts with recognition, right? You, uh, when Ashley gave us that number, it's like, we put these things on repeat and we don't even notice that they're going through our mind over and over and over again. Um, Mm -hmm. So one is recognizing if you walk in front of the mirror and you say, Oh gosh, look at my face. (laughs) look at my hair, look at my fill in the blank. You know, like if you are pointing out a negative thing, every time you pass through a mirror, every time you look at your living room or, um, you know, it adds up very quickly. And so recognize when you have that negative thought and right then counteract it with five positive ones. Don't wait till later because you're going to forget. Do it right then. Think five thoughts and you don't have to stop, right? You can see yourself in the mirror, keep going, catch yourself and then say, no, I'm strong. I'm a good mom. I have my feet, pretty hair. I have been <laughs> walking
0: and moving. That's right. So if you're standing and looking in a mirror, you're probably moving.
1: So there you go. Um, so really, try to you do use this call to action as a way to give you some first steps to get out of this negative cycle that you keep. Going round and round and round with and instead make some changes that are going to help you feel more competent, more excited to be in your house, more excited to be in your body and more excited to for the others to be around you because this is very contagious. When other people hear you saying positive things, they in turn want to be positive. They will notice a difference if your go to is negative and then you're making a very conscious decision to say positive. And it might feel, I want to phrase this, like it might feel kind of fake or forced at first, but that's okay because anything we do, if we're in a rut or a bad routine, it has to be propelled by something initially and then it will become your new normal. But it might not feel normal at first.
0: Right, you got to keep practicing it. And keep trying, so well, guys, I think that's about it for today.
1: We are so glad you are here, and we look forward to talking with you in two weeks. Right,
0: so we um aren't gonna wait two weeks though, autumn. You are going to help us over on Instagram um, at permission to move and your website permission to move dot com. Um, remember that's permission, the number two, and move, and you're gonna have some great information for us over there.
1: Oh, yeah. So while we may not be here at the podcast chatting with you guys, we are active on uh, Instagram and posting blog posts over on permissiontomove.com. So don't feel like every two weeks is all you're going to get from us, but you do need to take a few steps to interact with us on our other platforms.
0: Exactly. So in two weeks, though, you are welcome to come back here and we're going to be talking about new life and redemption and just focusing on that. Um, but while you're at it, uh, go ahead and follow us on iTunes um, or tell your friends about our show and let us know what's going
1: on. Thanks for listening to Permission to Flourish with Dr. Ashley Rincon and Dr. Autumn Hansen, where healthy, happy, holistic days take root. Have a great week.